Okay. Um, earlier today, we were talking about nonprofits mm. in Haiti. And um, what I think is there is a common misconception in Haiti, I mean, nonprofit, no money is involved. Mm. And I know, and probably you know, and probably you can correct me that nonprofit does not mean non money. Mm, this is true, yeah. It only means the money you make, mm -hmm. you cannot turn it into something for yourselves. It needs to be reinvested in the community. That's right. But what we found out is that reinvesting in the community can take multiple forms. So since you are in the community, like you said again, you did the orphanage things, you did the Jesus Circus thing, and then there. Why don't you tell me and educate me and our audience about what have you seen in Haiti, mm. especially where when it comes to reinvesting that money? Yes, yes. Well, I think I think first, in order to to even address that question, um, I think the viewers need to understand where I'm coming from, okay. right? Yeah. So I am a second generation Italian American. I have no Haitian background at all. Wow. Okay. You could have fooled me. Really? Yeah. I, I think it rubs off. Well, I, it, this is my 74th trip to Haiti. Jesus so Christ. I better know something. More than me. Edit that. <laughs> 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 yes. So, um, but interestingly, my first trip to Haiti, I went as a, quote, missionary, a nonprofit group that I was asked to go on a mission trip and help children in Haiti, okay? Mm -hmm. So I was, that very first trip was a result of a nonprofit organization, Wow. okay? Um, in that experience, I would have never come to Haiti in the first place had that nonprofit not accepted me to come. Okay, uh? yeah. And that trip radically changed my life. It changed the way I viewed my own country. It changed the way I viewed poverty. It changed everything about how I viewed the, the essence of what does a country like Haiti need. Okay. Yeah. So I can't down all nonprofits. I founded nonprofit organizations. I have worked for nonprofits here in Haiti. Um, and so I can't say that all nonprofits do bad work. We can't. No. But where I struggle is how some nonprofits view fundraising from an emotional and psychological standpoint. For example, this concept of mission trips coming here and taking bags of rice and bagging them into smaller bags of rice and getting a bunch of blanc on the back of a pickup truck and chucking them out the window at these different uh, shacks. Who is this really helping? Who is it really helping? How is that investment of money? I, I'll tell you who it's helped. The blanc. Exact. Being self-righteousness. Yep, that's Knowing right. that Jesus will save them because they help the poor. You know, um, I was reading this article in the newspaper in, in, in California where this parents it's sending her daughter to Haiti. Mm. And the trip from California to Haiti, and they, they counted it, that the trip would cost her about five grand because she was raising money to come to Haiti and they were telling them the, whole, the tickets and all those things. But they were like, they, it total was about $5,000. That was no problem for me. It's, you know, traveling from California to Miami, mm -hmm. from Miami to Haiti, logistics and yali, yali, yali. Mm -hmm. But even then, as a Haitian, I looked at it, I'm like, but damn, this could have helped a lot building a clinic. Mm. But I realized the mom put a quote in the paper. 
she's been misbehaving. Oh. We figured by sending her to Haiti, she will see how people live down there and appreciate more what we've been giving her in California. Mm. And I'm like, oh, mm. she's being sent in Haiti for punishing her. Mm. Just so she can see there's no sidewalk. So she can see there's mm-hmm. naked children walking in the street. And hopefully when she comes to California, she won't be a bad girl as she was. Wow. So it's no longer helping anymore. It's, be- it's not long- helping any kids in Haiti, for real. Mm. It's just a trip so you can see the misery of someone, how people outside in the world lived. So when you come home, you become better. Mm. Mm. And it's like, instead of paying a, a therapist, they send mm. her to a free camp. <laughs> This, this concept of taking young people here, it has to, I, I, am, I am all for bringing young people to Haiti to see how things work. But why should a bunch of American kids be building houses instead of partnering with Haitian people who actually know how to build houses? Yes. I, I'm not against the mission trip. I'm not against bringing any, well, they've been any very foreigner helpful. here. But where I struggle is when I see a bunch of blancs building something and all of the Haitians are watching them build that. Yeah. Where if they were offered a fair wage to partner with those kids, they can learn from the Haitian who has been doing this his whole life. So I think that there's a place for nonprofit and partnership. But I think where it goes wrong often is in the way that sometimes nonprofits choose to fundraise. Yeah. Putting your arm around a starving child and putting it on Facebook and saying, please donate to our cause and organization. Oh, by the way, that's very bad. Now, now it's not only for, for fundraising. It's also used to fund girls. Mm. Oh, you put something like this on Snapchat? Mm. You're a guy that is helping the poor. So the girls love when you're a humanitarian. Mm. So some of those young guys you see coming here is just to be able to have a picture to put on their, uh, uh, what is it? Facebook. No, not Facebook. The ones yeah, that, Tinder. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. They look like the big man oh, now. It's a girl magnet. A girl. No, yeah, it's a girl magnet because you're yeah. helping humani- humanity. Yeah. You're saving humanity. But let's talk about the corruption. Like, for example, I remember I have a friend of mine has a rental car mm. during the earthquake. Mm. And I show up, I tell him I need an SUV. And he said, no, I don't have any. I'm like, come on, you must be making a killing. Because when, when he told me his price was $300 a day, I'm like, oh, you're making a killing. He's like, I wish. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean you wish? He says, well, this is all my receipts, my invoices. They are $300 a day. But someone, some blah, come back and take 200 a day for five SUVs for two months. And you're looking at it like, and you don't say anything, but bro, if I said something, I would not wet my cars. This mm-hmm. is how everyone else is doing it. I'm like, I thought those blonde are American and there is anti-corruption law and anti-bribery rules in the U.S. Why do you? How do you involve in this? Mm. But you realize they are teaching the Haitians, basically coaching them on how to n- use the nonprofit status without again. Yeah, it's you a want problem. to add something? Go ahead. No, no, it's it. I, I'm agreeing with you. It's there has to be there has to be some. 
I don't think all nonprofits are bad. We we do need nonprofits. Well, let, let's establish that we do need we non-profit. need nonprofits, and nonprofits are great. Right. However, we also need business. And as an American, as a blanc myself, I have been criticized often by the nonprofit community, saying, "You don't look like a missionary." Wait, you you go to Haiti and you wear jewelry and makeup. You you do your hair. You you carry a briefcase. Yes, I do because I'm trying to teach business development. Have you met my friend Jackie Labrom? Mm-hmm. You haven't met. You need no. to meet her. Meet her. Okay. She's a she is an English woman. Mm. Came as a missionary to Haiti and become a renegade like you, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then decided to went back in England and come back and live in Haiti. And now she has Voyage Lumiere. Uh, travel company that okay. takes people to to mission trips. So myself is that we talking about nonprofit, but now I know you have something that very good dear to your heart, which is how do we transit from that dependency of the nonprofit to the independency of the for profit Haitian, uh, basically uh, indigenous Haitian thing. The same way we've been talking in this summit about training. We talk a lot about training the Haitian, making sure the Haitian understands technology or understands soft skills. We have to train the blanc before they get down here how to, what is appropriate? What is appropriate giving? What is appropriate um, uh, respect of the country and the culture? What is, where is that training happening? And so um, recently I was in a documentary asked to speak as a, an expert in a documentary called Partnering for Empowerment. Um, it's on YouTube, Partnering for Empowerment. And this documentary interviews Blanc, Haitian Americans, Haitians of every socio and economic standpoint, nonprofit, for profit. And there's, there's a thread of People come here with good intentions. Not everybody who comes here has the secret, deep, alternative motive. No, it's just misplaced motive. Mm-hmm. So if we, can, if we can educate people before they come, I, like I said, I've been here 74 times. That's a lot of trips. I have taken college students, business people, medical people, you name it, I brought them down here. Before I even get them on the plane, we sit down and we have an entire night to talk about these issues. So for those people out there who are nonprofit people, they want to bring people down to help. I say, yes, come down, but make sure you are educated on what the real needs are and make sure you're teaching the people who are coming for the first time. So they're not coming down here disrespecting the culture, disrespecting people on Facebook. How do you, how do you disrespect the culture? As a blanc, mm. what have you seen they done to disrespect the culture? Oh. I think it goes back to how social media is used during and after a trip to Haiti. Okay. Um, we, we talked a lot in the summit, the summit about um, what are those negative images we see? You put Haiti Google images and you see yeah. horrible devastation. Yes. And if we, can, if we can change that narrative before people get down here mm-hmm. I, and respect people for who they are, not for, not for uh, to, to, to invoke pity. Okay. These people don't need to be pitied. 
they need to they need to be inspired and empowered but not pitied so if the social media that is being used if the imagery being used mm -hmm. is going to make people pity people here that's not the right narrative i myself in my church before social media um what we used to do is then after a trip to haiti you you would have a sunday to present the haiti trip the mission yes. the mission group that came yes and usually the pictures were designed to raise money for the next trip that's right now social media put it in a larger context where you have a gofundme page and yep. then that mm -hmm. you can reach a, a, a zillion of people so so you can make the plight for haiti look look there um i remember that after the earthquake i came to haiti with my church and i had this huge argument with this blonde mm. Uh, she wanted to put a tent somewhere where the sun were not, thinking the sun will be there. I'm like, listen, I'm Haitian. The sun will not come here. But no, I am the nurse. I said, I'm sorry, I train nurses. So we got into this huge argument. Oh, I'm a nurse. I know this. I said, that I'm sorry. I own a nursing school that are training nurses, and I hire nurses. But... We move being a Haitian does not disqualify me for not having a brand to tell you what exactly. is good for my people here. And I, at one point, we head into this discussion where my pastor would have to show up and said, "There." So finally, we kissed. We agreed that if I'm going, you're going to leave that top here. If the sun does not come, then I win, and that ha it happened that I won. And then when we get went back. We had this used discussion about Haiti, the help that we're giving and being independent. And I had to talk to them about, okay, now, let's look at it. Today, we are so happy. We clap. We celebrate that we saw 800 patients, right? Mm. And I said, you're a nurse. You're an ER nurse. How many ER cases that we saw here today? Zero. Mm. Good. How many of you can tell me? 17 of us can see 800 people in one day and do an effective job. None of us can answer that question. Mm. But let me ask you another question. Mm. How many of us just understand in the area of Carrefour, we just destroy a pharmacy? Mm. What was the purpose of the dis destruction? But not what happened is if you have 800 people, and you provide them a month worth, two months worth of, of headache medicine, of diarrhea medicine, and all of those things. So there's no need for someone to open a pharmacy in Carrefour. Mm. Yeah, so change the business model. There's no need for someone to open a clinic yes. because the church knows there is a group of blood coming every two weeks in yes. a different church. Mm -hmm. And I've even seen it where the Haitian doesn't want to see the the Haitian doctor. Because he wants the blonde is coming. The blonde they trust the blonde. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and then yeah. now, therefore... There has to be more dialogue. Like, it's not that it's bad that doctors come here. It's good. But it's about changing the dialogue to be more of a true partnership, I think. But uh, until... Here's the issue. Here's what I see. Mm. You have X, Mr. X or Pastor X that have a non-profit. That is a 501c3. Mm. You have a pharmaceutical company that looking at a tax bill of $40 million a year. But they have um, 10,000 pills that is about to expire in three months that Walgreens or CAVS oh. will not take. Yeah. 
And yeah. those pills, they can attach a fee of $10 million on it. And they found Pastor X or Mr. X readily willing and able to take those pills that have a mission trip coming in 30 days in Haiti that will not meet the expiration dates, that will give them the full value of this thing to claim this in their taxes for 401k. Mm. And then when they come to, the, to Haiti, they have to, as soon as possible, come and distribute this, this damn thing so it doesn't expire from them. Yeah. Because in the end also, they have to give report to their boards. They distributed it, and they have to show pictures that this thing's gone. Yes. And also, don't forget, they have to spend the money they raise for travel. Mm. And those non-profit organizations also have a cut. Management fees. They have to raise those management fees every year. And they have a job to keep this thing alive. So what do you think? Like, we both agree that Haiti does need non-profits. Yeah. Haiti needs much, much more for-profit business enterprise so that people can buy their own rice and pay their own kids' tuition and get their own diarrhea medicine. Amen, sister. However, how do we, how do we speak to both the nonprofit community to re-educate the mindset to be one? That they may never be business-minded. The, the keyword, my friend just wrote a book and wrote a book a long time ago, Trade Not Aid. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, we need more trade. Yeah. We need the understanding that you need to be able to be self-sufficient. Yes. The Haitians now become so much, we call it a moribond mm. society, where the young person more than sitting there and waiting. There is a, there is a conversation about be, waiting on God. Like If you looked at it in Haiti, there's this fear of God that I don't see anywhere in the world, and I travel. Every little business have some kind of Jesus is Exod Catos Vesecatos Jean Trois says Loto Pay Tenel Bolet. It's like we are, we are fear of fear based. Fear, it's a fear based exactly. So I think there's a need for it's true you giving. We don't mind you give because God knows there are people that need that medicine. But you those people need to stop using the nonprofit as the four one K plan. Mm -hmm. You mean you mean five hundred one c three? Yes, yes. Okay. But no, no. There are a bunch of blancs that use that five hundred one c three status as a four hundred one k plan. Can you describe? Here's what it is: they come here, they don't invest in a retirement plan. They build an orphanage here, mm. and they're churning people. And then they're looking at 65 years old. There's no money invested in the stock market. There's no money invested in, in, in a fund. There's no money in the bank. That nonprofit become a retirement plan mm. for them. Wow. And because of this, there is a, there is a perpetuity of those children. And before you know it, they start raising their children to take over. It's, like it is, it's not a nonprofit, but it's a private business mm -hmm. in the shell of a wow. private sector. Yeah. Because of this, what you have now, there's no need to help the people get out of their situation. Sure. Like I have a non-profit, an, an orphanage here personally that I see. I show up, the woman is doing such an amazing job that I went to Miami and I donated 30 Dell computers. I bought 30 brand new Dell computers. I built a computer lab Probably. and donated it. It's great. 
And then when I did this, mm. the first thing I did, the woman started stripping me away from my pastor that bought me. I want to talk to you, but you don't need to tell your pastor that we talk. So I'm like, okay. Why? I, because then my pastor would know that I make that kind of donation. And then when I started saying, okay, now we need to do this. We need, mm. I have this need. Quick, this week, Johnson, for $1,000. What can you do? And I would go before I would give that $1,000. Until I realized I am becoming a piggyback. So then, and then one day I show up to the to the school, to the orphanage, and I realize all the kids that I was becoming friends to are gone, and they were just eighteen years old. Mm. And one of them who had my number reached out to me and said, "Sister, so and so, kick us out." I'm like, "What do you mean?" We were just, we were 18. You're too old. Yeah, we are adult. They kick us out. So I went to her and I said, 18 children out Mm. at 18 years old. Yeah. They need to become self-responsible. I said, yeah, that's a good plan. But what age did you take them? Oh, I took, oh, this guy who just called you. This is a child I, I took at two years old from the mother. I'm like, good. So let me understand. You, take a, you took a two-year-old child, raised him as an American, put him in a nice car every morning to school, bring him home, give him, feed him three meals a day, take him a great shower. You basically raised an American. Hmm. And at 18 years old, you just dump him on the Haitian street. No logic. What Jesus would do, WWD in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, has to be a, there has to be a plan after the yeah. 18 year old. Oh, no, mark. but you don't understand, Johnson. They were having sex. Oh, that's what teenagers do. So when you take them and cage them mm. as an animal, and then they cannot have any contact with the outside, how do you think they're going to have sex among themselves? What do you think we should have done? I said, simple. At 15. 16, 17, start a disengagement process. If you were to start at 15 on Saturdays, this is where your mom lives, this is where your uncle lives in Carrefour, go and spend the weekend, make sure you come back Sunday at 4 p.m. You start teaching them responsibility, you start teaching them opportunity to see how the world functions, but at 18, I would understand. Those kids went outside until they're probably 23, 24. They were doing basically nothing. And the non-profit in the meantime, the orphanage in the meantime, keep getting new kids, mm-hmm. new blunt to take pictures with them when they show up, especially the handicapped one. I love when you show up, they're taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. So I think we need to engage, like you're saying again, let the blondes understand the cultural part of Haiti. Let the blonde understand you need, you need to put an expiration date on your help. Mm, and understand bravo. the Haitian needs that yeah. are, 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 are there. The other thing mm-hmm. what you need also is we put a responsibility on them. Mm. I am paying your school. However, mm. I need you to give me the GPA of X. Absolutely. Yes. You don't, it's not like a free all, you, whether you're good goals. or bad. No. Yeah. But how do you set goals and standards when you depend on those people for your own survival? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that I think that a piece to that the orphanage piece because my daughter's adopted from Haiti. Mm-hmm. She lived in an orphanage for many years, American-based orphanage. Um, I think it's very important that any orphanage run by blanc or not by blanc has to have a game plan for kids after 18. A disengagement it, it, plan. It, yes. It, and I would even go so far as to suggest an education plan. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of online education programs that are fully in English. University of the People, for mm-hmm. example, out yeah. of Pasadena, California. They have a full... Uh, bachelor's degree in computer science or business administration, why aren't the orphanages paying the funding? It's about 4,000 U.S. dollars to put a kid through four years with an American accredited college. Get them an education beyond that 18 years old so that they can get a decent job in the country. The kid already speaks English, more than likely. The kid already understands uh, you know, a, a certain cultural, yes, a certain cultural mentality. But, but I... I would say, you know, you, you use the word disengage. I would, I would probably suggest the word education beyond. Okay. So that that young person has the skills and the tools to live in Haiti, but live self-sustainably. I agree. We spend so much time talking about the nonprofits. Mm. And I know you are a business coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, some one of those young kids I know listening to this podcast right now because they love Karel. And and he I'm looking at a boy, not that I hate the girls, but more in Haiti you would see the boys be hustling in the street. Mm-hmm. And then they were non they were an orphan at an orphanage. And then they were not the lucky one that get adopted by a belong to go to United States and then now they're hustling and they're listening to this. What would you tell them Mm. as a coach? Yes. So let me put on my business coach hat. I believe that empowerment of the mind is a key component to the Haitian life here. The same way it is in the States or anywhere else, but here it's harder. Could you you please... Mm -hmm. Say this word again, a little bit s- slower, but empowerment of the mind, but in, and define what it is. Yes, no problem. So the way that I see it as a business coach is that there is an issue of a mindset of the Haitian people that we can't do it. We can't go farther. We can't do it as well. And we, I see it particularly among young people who don't have a lot of education. Um, there are always exceptions to that rule, always. But for those, those guys out there listening to this podcast, my, my encouragement to them would be, it starts with the renewing of your mind, believing that you can do something and not just accepting your life where it is now, but going that next level. There's been a lot of head trash among the particularly the lower income Haitian, a lot of head trash from all different aspects, whether it be the education, whether it be the class society here, whether it be the color line, there's a lot of head trash. We have to start by changing the way that we think, the way that we process information about who we are. So that guy out there hustling on the street, Start by changing your mindset and and surround yourself with people who are fighting to change their mindset too because there's power in that. 
There's power in changing that mentality. Read, read books if you can read books. Get, get in front of people who are empowered, whether it be a community leader, a pastor, a teacher. Get in front of these people and listen to what they are saying. Because it, for all of us, we all come into this world with nothing. We come with no clothes on our back, but we, we come with our minds. Our minds have, if our minds are not um, functioning at a top level of how we view ourselves, it's a detriment to us. I love that. Let me add to this. Please. Um, last time this kid called me and we were talking about it, and I tell him, listen, you, do you know you came equipped with everything you need to survive? So what do you mean? I said, okay, let me tell you. Mm. There are three problems you or I face. And the day we could not solve them, we will die. And we've been solving them from the day we were born until today. I said, what are they? I said, eat, pee, and poo. Those three things, if you don't do those three functions, you die. Mm. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you go to school to learn how to eat? No. To pee? No. To poo? No. Then, why do you need school for? Mm. In order to be able to survive? No! Mm. You don't need school to be able to survive. Mm. You need you mm. to be able to survive. Yeah. Now, what is school? Oh, school, that's where you go to learn. Learn what? Uh, I don't know. I, a profession, a degree? No. I said, now, me and you, we just established the fact that the three things that you need to survive, you already have it mm. in you. Mm. Now, let's talk about when you were a kid, when you were a baby. You walk, right? Now, I bet you if when it comes time for you to stand up, you will find something hard to hold and stand up. Who taught you you need something to hold in order to stand up? I don't know my mommy. No, nature. Hmm. You just come in it to solve that problem called walking. Problem solve. You're and talking about problem solving problem in the solving. very most basic um, form of it. Uh, rudimentary way of and 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 in the same manner. Exactly. And we I have told to them solve the problem I told of them, today. What is what do you do when you walk? Why we walk? Hmm. I don't know. Then we walk in order to communicate. Hmm. Now, I said, do you know we can walk from Port-au-Prince to Lekai? Yes. And good. What's the problem then? It would take a lot of time. I said, good. <laughs> then that's why we come up with something called cars. Yes. Good. Then here's the need. Mm. We solve the communication from Port-au-Prince to Okai piece by ourselves. Mm. The only difference is we need to get there faster. Now, if we get there faster... Then, therefore, we come up with something that is not natural called cause. So, in order for us to know how to use this thing, we need something called driver. Then you go to school to become a driver. In order to fix this thing when it breaks down, (laughs) we go to school to become a mechanic. So, therefore, we go to school to solve problems that are unnatural to us. Mm-hmm. Bravo. In other words, school never teach you anything but to get a job. School don't teach you critical thinking. Mm. You use that it knowledge should. you have. It should, but you use that knowledge you get from school 
and merge with this thing called experience, called creativity, to create these great things. And I, and I keep telling them that's the reason why, as a young person, you should not uh, worship someone with experience as much because you should partner with experience because you have something that we don't. It's called creativity. Right. Like a guy like Karel, for example, have the creativity to bring me and you to build a podcast, to build a Karel show, show Karel. Like you're looking at the writing of this damn thing. You're like, oh my God, how did this guy come up with just the writing and the logo and all of those things? But Karel needed the experience of someone that had Radio 1 mm-hmm. to partner with him so he can get that burst of creativity out. Mm. So when there is a marriage between creativity and experience, then you have success. And that is why we have this kind of summit. That's why we're all here. Because we need to combine these things. All these different people from different walks of life. Some are education-based. Some are tech-based. Some are um, you know, directors of big companies, whatever. If we can come together with those core issues, we can help slowly. It's not going to change overnight, but slowly yeah. turn the tide. And I agree with you. And myself, personally, as someone in business, I think the day... Uh, there are, I, I kept saying there are two days in someone's life. Mm. It's the day you were born, very important day, and the day you know why mm. you were born. Bravo. It's an amazing moment when you discovered why you were born. And the problem with us in Haiti, and I think we have so many people that worship the date of birth, but that never discover why they were born. Mm. And that's why we're not free. Wow. Because when you discovered why you were born then money is not an issue. Mm. When you discovered why you were born, then being able to express yourself is not an issue because you can throw yourself anywhere. When you discover why you were born, then not able to speak French. I remember personally, I sat down at Hotel Montana with my dad uh, and three other people, and on the table were about $30 million worth. And then we let a waiter control the conversation because we could not speak French to other food. And it came to me it's like but this guy depend on my tip to survive why do i have to speak french in order to order food to him why don't i speak creole to the damn guy and i told my dad who basically finished elementary school but who is a millionaire in the u.s papi why do you have to speak french to order food that's when i was discovered oh i knew why i was born it's to communicate it's to be able to help to guide people to solve problems. Hmm. And it's such a freeing moment. And I think, as a business coach, if we can do this for one, for two, for three Haitians, to so understand that being a shine means you're self-sufficient because you're paying your child's school. You know how many of the parents in Haiti selling in Mashamba, hmm. sending their kids at University Kiskeya because they don't want their children to be like them while they're paying that damn university with the money they make in this market? Yeah. And then that kid is, ha- is learning accountability, accounting in order to work for $600 at a bank. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because those people still have not discovered why they were born. Mm-hmm. You know how many parents we have in Haiti keep going home because they don't have a budget. They took that loan money they take at the bank. They built a house. While by the time they finish, the inventory is sitting there. And then they go home and say, you're going to take that money. Mm-hmm. 
then why don't you take your child that, that is learning business administration at one of those big universities in Sendo Domingo, bring them in to set up a more cash account for you? Mm. Because they have not discovered why they're in business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think as I think a business coach or as a business mm -hmm. leaders or thought takers mm -hmm. in this community, we mm -hmm. need to grab them from mm -hmm. that f uh, aid not, trade not aid mentality and then help them discover why they were born. That's right. And I think it can happen through... Uh, real empowerment, real like really giving practical application. Yes. Practical education, yes. depending upon the the demographic of people you're talking to. I I do business coaching for very large companies here in Haiti. I do business coaching with Tima Shin. Yes. If you're selling carrots and she's selling carrots, don't sit next to each other in the street. It's bad for business. I was going to ask you, Go what is it? Go sell the saboka instead. You know, I was there just outside here, right? Uh, I was sitting outside there. And I saw those people selling the Haitian arts work. Yep. And I went to them. I'm that dude, why are you selling the same thing she's selling? Yeah. There are so many things that tourists would want here. Why don't you go outside and look for some of those earrings that those Canadian girls would love to flash out when they go to Haiti? Instead of you said, separate yourself, yeah. damn it. Yes. But it starts with education. Like they haven't discovered yeah. yet. So as a business coach... What I want to do is whatever level of education, background, job that that person has or wants, mm -hmm. that they can really, really take time to think these things through. And sometimes they need pro there's prompting that's needed. Now, that, let me go back my to my hope. question again. Do you think the French system have a, an impact on us when it comes to this? Learning the theory, not the practical side of things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, if, if all we're doing is rote memorization, and I realize it is changing here. Mm -hmm. It is slowly changing. But technology is. Technology is, is changing. And I think problem solving on that primary school level is changing also. For a kid to listen to the teacher say, cat, I'm making this as an example. Yeah. Cat, C-A-T, cat. And all the kids go, cat, C-A-T, cat. Cat, C-A-T, cat. Cat, C-A-T, cat. Instead, to say, how do we, what is this, this letter here? This is a, this is a what, a C? Yes, good job. What's the sound that that C makes? K, 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 very good. Now the next letter is the what? Oh, it's an A, yes, very good. See, even at that, that primary school level, not teach rote memorization that is founded in that old school mentality, but to teach problem solving at the youngest ages, I believe that that will start to help change the narrative. Okay. So. So, um, um, I don't know. You, you take my breath away. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, uh, I know it's, we're going in a time for us to close. Mm -hmm. um, question one, mm -hmm. is there hope? I would not be in 74 trips into Haiti if I did not think there was hope. Okay. Give me two areas of hope that you see. Business development. Mm-hmm. And education. What do you see in education? Utilizing technology in a way that is available for all. But before we can get there, we need infrastructure. What kind of infrastructure? Infrastructure to run technology on a regular basis. Here we are sitting in one of the most beautiful resorts in all of Haiti. And my internet is off half the time because it gets kicked off. So we have to start with infrastructure that works. I built student computer centers down here, three of them where kids went to college online, generators, inverters, and backups, and yeah. multiple problems that 
the developing world does not have. We have to have infrastructure in place in order for technology with education to be successful long-term. And that's my hope for Haiti. Wow. I'm hopeful too. What my hope is personally is, is that we in the diaspora realizing that being afraid of Haiti is not the way to change anything. No way. And complaining about Haiti is not the way to do anything. Wearing the Haitian flag every May 18 is certainly not a way to do anything. Um, I'm hopeful that technology is taking a roots. Like earlier today, I said it. There's the, there used to be this company called Teleco in mm-hmm. Haiti, the men telecommunication company, it. and we killed it. Mm-hmm. And technology killed it. Now, Digicel killed it. And however, people thought it was so afraid. But now you have the shine that have the, the, the bond, the change, everyone have its cell phone that they are able at least to communicate. Now, we need to get in the, in the level of regulations where the government would regulate those big companies. I am hopeful that the diaspora or all of us outside will help the young Haitian to see. It is big things. One of my biggest problems, Haiti is an impasse. People keep saying, oh, the country is in, in an impasse. But no, Haiti is an impasse in itself. If you looked at it, the minute you entered Haiti, you cannot exit Haiti to the south. Mm-hmm. The only way to exit Haiti is to the north. And it costs 500 US dollars mm-hmm. to exit Haiti. So you have 27,000 square, 20, 27,500 square kilometers, but it's a 27,000 square kilometers gel for young Haitian that can't get out. Mm. Now, for a young Haitian to see highway, they need to pay $500. For a young Haitian to see a beautiful public place, you need to pay $500. Why? Because that's how much it costs you for a Dominican Republic visa, transportation, not even hotels, doesn't count. For young Haitians to see a building with elevators that they can step in without someone pulling a gun on them, it takes $500. Now, by using social media, you are able to show them. Yes. Like what I'm asking the young kids in Brazil and Chile to do, don't be afraid to film an elevator. Don't be able to film how you walk, how you get on an escalator. Bravo. Don't okay. be afraid to film your road trip with your children, showing them what roads, roads uh, highways look like. Mm. Don't be afraid to basically expose when in the news, them. Expose, expose them, like, them for to example, the, real, like, the world outside and, of and this September, place. In September, I was in Israel, mm-hmm. and I, I, I went to a friend of mine in Jenin, which is called the Palestine. And then I was showing them the wall separating uh, Israel and Palestine, and I was telling them, this is, the, this is the true meaning of Israel and Palestine war. If you ever hear it on radio, this is what it is look like. If you ever want to know about it, this is it. Imagine you have your piece of land here, and someone shows up and said, oh, by the way, your grandma that lives across the street would not, needs to come, would not be able to come and see you, and if she's coming, she has to travel 200 miles, and she needs a passport. Whereas all your life you used to cross. Mm. So I'm showing them. It's not that you, now you, it kind of makes sense. And not only this, another Haitian brother can be there. Mm. Another Haitian brother fix it. And as a Haitian, we love to compete. If he can do it, I sure can do it. Right. But by showing them, then there. here's the key. If you don't see, you don't know. If you don't know, you don't understand. Truth. If you don't understand, they give you whatever they want. 
if they give you whatever they want, you don't see, you don't know, you don't understand, then you accept it. Yeah. And that's why the exposure through social media is so critical. So critical. It's changing the way that young people today are seeing the world around them. And people are saying, oh, people only fair zen through social media. Let them do it. Right. Because in Haiti, if you looked at it, we only the the, the penetration of 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 of, of uh, the uh, smartphones it's only three years old, mm. and I kept telling them, what can you entrust a three years old baby to do for you? Basically nothing. But looked at it last, I was just telling a guy, I said, listen, here's what you do. It's like you show up, you have a four years old boy, and you show up to a friend, you see his three years old girl. And you know, she will be 18, your boy will be 19 someday. So what you start doing, you start bringing her candy when you come in. When your mom is not going to church, you start taking her to church. Because you want to keep her close because eventually your son will need a girlfriend. Hmm. It's the same thing you need to do with social media now. You start doing something, playing around it. You start starting a store on, on Shopify mm-hmm. and you're putting some of your people's sculpture on it. It may not sell, but at least you know what doesn't work mm-hmm. with an a, online store. Mm-hmm. So when someone looking at you five years from now starting, you already have the experience. Mm-hmm. It's a building block. You're building on it. Yes. So let's keep building on it. And eventually in 15, 20 years, when the infrastructure cuts with our knowledge then we will be able to create something grand in haiti are you going to keep building yes of course i'm building a university as a matter of fact one thing talking about hands-on i'm i'm starting an mba in haiti on in entrepreneurship and uh, and what a few things i'm doing for example the first course i'm teaching is what is a business Hmm. but the second course we're teaching in that mba it's a project Hmm. You need to build your own SA company by yourself. Hmm. A real one. Hmm. Publish in the Haitian newspapers. Mm-hmm. You build your own SA. You go to a minister de commerce. You mm-hmm. go to all of those. Get your you, papers. And then you know what on. is that going to be? When you start seeing the kind of trouble you go through, then if we 2, 10, 40, 50 of them went of this, then you can ask, start asking the government why that kind of redundancy. Hmm. Because you went through that process. Yeah. And then open your own bank account. Yeah. So then you do. And the other la- one of the last projects I want to do is taking a trip to Asia. I've been taking people to China now. Then take you to Asia. And then when you come in, make a whole plan, a logistic plan on how to start your product, build your own brand name, and bring it to Haiti. Bravo. And then at the end of it, be that guiding light and hands-on and see if we can create a leadership in business and probably when enough of us create businesses that can hire our own people, mm. then the nonprofit will have no choice but to get involved in the developing the business side mm-hmm. instead of developing the nonprofit. That's right. I have so enjoyed this time. Thank you so much I for enjoy talking to you sharing your, your heart and your passion for the things that you believe in and you know, thank you for continuing to come back here. Thank you for loving Haiti. I, I can't help it. It's I can't not a believe choice. A beautiful people like you will love Haiti. <laughs> it's a, not a choice. It's a it's it's a it's a thing inside me. There's that bug called it's, the Haitian bug. It's the, it is. You it's have the, to come back. It's the I, my my yes. I, I want to eventually get dual citizenship. I want to buy a house here. I have I, I have no plans of 
I'm not the, you know, fly-by-night person. And I, I am excited to be involved and living in a period of time like this and being a part of it here in Haiti. Thank you for your heart for Haiti. Thank you. Love you. Oh, love you Thank too. you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>